In this episode, I talk about the TV show Boy Meets World, you heard me, and also music from Off and Lou Reed and some other stuff, and my cats are running around in the background like lunatics because they just ate and pooped. I wish my life got immediately better and more exciting every time I pooped. That'd be great. But I'm not a cat. Uh, you're listening to Empty Checking, and uh, I'm Derek Brink. That's not the order that goes in. This is going to be a good show. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, as always, showing a shocking lack of judgment by not editing the opening to the show that I just recorded. That's the first thing anybody hears. Look, at this point, you're either listening to the show or you're not, and uh, that's fine. Uh, normally, the intros are slightly more professional. Not uh, not much more professional, but slightly. Not today. It's it's been uh, It's been kind of a long week. Or so. Uh, This is actually a later upload than normal, and uh, sorry about that, I guess. It's been been busy in my life lately. A lot of work stuff going on, a lot of personal stuff going on. And uh, it's been just kind of hard to find time to sit here and do this. Uh, I mean, I've been doing stuff with my laptop, I've been recording stuff, I'm working on an album and everything, and that's taken up a lot of time, as it tends to, and... Just also, you know, like I said, work stuff and just just other personal stuff, and it's just been hard to find time to do this. Thank you for your patience in awaiting a new episode. I really appreciate that. Uh, a couple folks have emailed me, and I've emailed back, and just, hey, where are you? And uh, I'm here. It's, it's okay. Thank you for your concern. Uh, got some questions asked of me that I, I answered, I think, uh, everybody that, that did email. Uh, wasn't a ton of people, but every now and again I miss one, so that'll go to my spam or whatever. Um, thank you for reaching out. I do appreciate it. One person actually emailed me with a question that I should, uh, I should have, like, saved and just read on the show. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, and the email is not... I'm actually looking at my phone right now and not seeing it, so sorry. But, uh, somebody asked me if, uh, there's been significant stuff happening in the world of pro wrestling lately, and why haven't I talked about that on the podcast? Um... Very, very briefly, uh, don't really care about what's happening with CM Punk and the uh, EVPs in the AEW promotion. Uh, CM Punk is the same guy he's always been, and that's either uh, his primary defense or the primary problem that everybody has with him, and uh, that's that. The EVPs are the same clown shoes they've always been, and that, again, is either what people love about them or hate about them. Uh, the fight that happened between them that was a real-life fight backstage, for those of you who haven't heard somehow, because people who don't like wrestling listen to this. In fact, a majority of people who don't like wrestling listen to this. Uh, the wrestling segments, when I do them, uh, people skip them. I can see those metrics. I know you're out there. Uh, I'm gonna keep this short. Uh, I don't, uh, there was a, uh, real-life backstage fight that happened in AEW, much like the... (laughs) 
fight that you're listening to going on between Jonko and Maguire right now. Jonko has chased Maguire into the sink and uh, is just kind of holding him at bay there. Jonko has lost interest and is now scratching the back of his head. Maguire has a look on his face of, how the hell did I get in this sink? Uh, that's what's happening with the cats. Uh, they're sweet boys who are very excited right now. Uh, what the hell was I at? Uh, yeah, there's a real fight that happened in AEW backstage and whatnot. And, like, it, it just it got blown out of proportion to some degree, I'm sure. To other degrees, there wasn't enough proportion. Uh, looks like CM Punk is done with the company after a year, after having been out of the scene entirely for seven years. Big return that just kind of fell apart, like a flan in a cupboard. And, uh, uh, that's sad. The whole thing is embarrassing, and it's embarrassing to be a wrestling fan and have people who aren't wrestling fans saying, Hey, what happened with the real-life fight? Oh, what? That's crazy. Uh, it's embarrassing when stuff like this happens, and you're a wrestling fan, and your friends who aren't wrestling fans are asking you about it. It's embarrassing. And, uh, I'm mostly just irritated that, uh, AEW... CM Punk and the AEW EVPs put me in the situation of having to defend the product once again. Uh, so that's my feeling on that. The other wrestling thing that happened is the return of Bray Wyatt to the WWE, which uh, was a big deal. And uh, I'll tell you this, uh, I was re I was excited that Bray was coming back. I had let my... Uh, oh dear. Jonko knocked over the box that he was trying to climb into. What you gonna do now, buddy? You gonna... Chew on it? All right. It's starting to chew on the box. Uh, sorry about the cat commentary. Bray Wyatt was away for a long time, came back. I was excited about it. In the past, you know, several months leading up to that, I had let my uh, Peacock app subscription uh, uh, expire. I had just, I had just decided, eh, I don't use this. I don't need it. The only thing I'm watching are the WWE pay-per-views, and I can get by without those. I've done it before. So I let that lapse, and I, I didn't go back to it. And then, after a few months, Bray Wyatt was going to return at Extreme Rules, and I got my app back because I wanted to see it, and I was excited. And it was exciting, you know, that he's doing weird character stuff and whatnot. And we're a month or so into that, and absolutely nothing has happened. He's still doing weird character stuff. He seems to be teasing that there's going to be... He's, he's fighting his inner demons, and he's fighting against himself, and that's... Stupid, that's not a wrestling match that can happen. Like, it, it, don't get me wrong, it's intriguing. I understand why everybody in the world thinks it's cool on some level. I think it's cool. It's Make a movie, then, if this is what you want to do. Like, I would like to see the guy wrestle or something at some point. Like, it's a wrestling show, at some point he should throw a punch. Uh, and it shouldn't be... At his own inner demons. It, 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 it's, I'm, 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 he, he got me back into watching the pay-per-views, and I am bored. So that's, that's how I feel on Bray Wyatt. I am absolutely alone in that feeling among wrestling fans. So there's your wrestling update on the two big things that have happened in the past couple of months. A uh, person who asked, I appreciate it. Uh, other stuff going on. Uh, I've started, uh, weaving things, scarves, mostly. I bought, I bought a loom kit. That's kind of the end of that story, really. I, I, uh, when I was a kid, I always liked art class when we would do stuff with yarn. 
And, like, I've done finger-weaving stuff for years and years. I talked about that on a recent episode of the show and, and put some pictures on the on the blog uh, at emptychecking.blogspot.com. But I, uh, I re- have remembered and for years and years and years working with a loom when in, like, elementary school art and really enjoying it and wanting to get back into that. And because I was a kid, you know, I didn't get a loom at the time because they cost money, you know, and... I think just in my head, I've always thought, oh, looms cost money, and they're probably really expensive. They're like 30 bucks. And uh, (laughs) I've been, you know, my uh, crafty side has been kind of showing its head lately, and I wanted to do some stuff, and I thought, yeah, maybe I'll buy a loom. It'd be fun to buy a loom. Uh, Looms, you can still get the wooden kind that we all used in our class, those of us who did that. And I looked at those, but they also have these kind of plastic kits out there now that are little things that you can just kind of hold in your lap and make scarves and stuff. And I thought, well, I'll give that a try. And I bought the kit, and it's got four different sizes in it, and I've so far made stuff using two of them. And uh, uh, it, it, uh, it, it had a little bit of a learning curve for me because I'm not, I, I haven't done this stuff before, you know? I mean, not in years, I guess, since our class. Uh, so, uh, I, I had to learn some stuff and I had to learn, okay, how do you, how do you make a slip knot? Because you need to do that to even get it started. Yeah. So there was a, there was a learning curve, but I learned it thanks to mostly YouTube. And, uh, I started making scarves and I, I think it's my happy place making scarves. So, uh, yeah, I bought, I, I bought a loom kit and I'm, uh, weaving things. I think you call it weaving or is it looming? My looming? I, 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 I don't know the terminology. I, I think I'm weaving. Uh, yeah, so I'm making stuff. I'm making scarves and stuff. I told a friend that I was doing that, and uh, his exact words were, Okay, how long is this one going to last? And uh, I, I said, uh, I don't know. Could be a couple of weeks. Could be like nine years. Hard to say. Depends on how many people in my lives want scarves. Uh, in my lives? In my plural lives. How many people in my plural lives want scarves? I function in a multi-dimensional uh, universe where I am uh, everything. And so so probably going to make a lot of scarves. Uh, I, I've made several already, and it's fun, and I like it. And there's uh, a, a, another thing I'm going to buy after my next paycheck comes through uh, that uh, I'm going to try to make a blanket, and that's like an Afghan, and, and that's going to be a, 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 a big job. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm 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 happy that I'm going to be doing that. It's going to take hours and hours and hours, and I could not be looking forward to it more. So uh, yeah, I loom now. I uh, I loom now. If you like the show, there's a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com with additional information and photos and stuff. You should check that out. If you, uh, well, the show itself, I should say, is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. If you want to know more about me, you can go to derekbrink.com, and there's plenty of stuff to click on there, mostly about my music career. If you like the music that you hear throughout the show, it is available for absolutely free over at derekbrink.bandcamp.com. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price. I do not collect your email address. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it. And of course, the show is available on every major podcasting app, including the one that you're listening to it on now. Unless anybody's changed their rules and no one told me and I'm not on one of them, if that's the case, uh, somebody let me know and I'll fix it somehow. 
probably, or I'll try to. I can't make any promises. Apps do what, what they want to do. But uh, I will try. Uh, my cats are very involved with trying to tear up this box. You can hear that. <laughs> One of them's just staring at me like, Yep, we're interrupting. What are you going to do, Dad? Uh, I'm going to call you sweet boys and come over there and pet you and kiss you on your heads. That's what I'm going to do. But first, we're going to play some music, and then we'll get into our next segment after I've kissed my cats on their cute little heads. My grandmother used to talk to me Back when she still had her thoughts And sometimes she'd sing to me From the 1930s charts Grandpa used to play for me Okay, checkmate. My cats have been duly kissed on their heads. They are still playing in the box that was making all the noise in the last segment. Not a lot I can do about that. They're either going to leave it or they're not. I'm not going to stop them. I'm also not going to stop doing this. A uh, more professional show might stop doing this until the cats have stopped doing that. I haven't even turned off my refrigerator. That's running in the background. Maybe you can hear that in the silences. I, uh, it's, uh, you listen to this show, you get a lot of my life. There goes McGuire jumping on a thing. Was that his brother? Yeah, he was jumping on his brother. <laughs> I love those little goofballs. Uh, we're gonna talk about stuff other than, than the cats, I promise. Uh, they're in a box. Uh, okay, uh, what? Well, uh, they're, they're out of the box. But they were in a box from, uh, Michael's. The uh, store, the crafting store, uh, I ordered a bunch of yarn, and they were in the yarn box. So, that's, uh, that was cute. I took pictures. Those won't go on the blog, but they might go on my Facebook. On my Facebook, I do Feline Fridays every week. Uh, John goes back in the box. I do Feline Fridays every week, where I just post a bunch of pictures of the boys with fun captions and things. If you don't follow me on Facebook, you probably should. Uh, for that alone. That's the only reason to follow me on Facebook. And uh, uh, I do that because I got them on a Friday. So I do Feline Fridays. Even though Catterday works so much better as a word. Talk about something other than the cats. Uh, something I've been doing lately. I've been... Uh, I, I don't know which part of this to start with, actually. This is the kind of thing that if I, I planned ahead... I would know how I was going to start this segment. Uh, there are cats jumping into boxes and all kinds of things. Uh, I've been getting back into the show Boy Meets World. The show that was on in the 90s and I think very early 2000s. That was uh, uh, Ben Savage and uh, it was the main character. Uh, uh, and like Ryder Strong and Daniel Fischel and Will uh, Friedel. Friedel? Friedel, I think is how you say it. F-R-I-E-D-L-E. I have mispronounced it for years. I've heard him pronounce it, and it was different from what I was saying, and I can't remember what it is. So, that guy, voice of uh, uh, Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond, and uh, voice of Ron Stoppable in Kim Possible, that guy played Eric, the older brother in Boy Meets World. Uh, that's, uh, that's most of your main cast. Uh, also, the... Uh, incredible William Daniels uh, as Mr. Feeney. 
uh, a, a show that I kind of grew up with or came of age with, I should say. I don't know that I exactly grew up with it, but I definitely came of age with it. And I, I fell in love with it when I was younger and just sort of watched it go through second lives and reruns and stuff like that. And a number of years ago uh, for, I believe, one Christmas, or it might have been my birthday, my dad gave me the box set of the complete series, and I've done a watch-through or two of that over the years and had been thinking, boy, I haven't seen that show in a while, and I really like it. And by the way, yes, I also watched Girl Meets World, and uh, I'll, I'll get to that later uh, in the watch-through as well. But I, I just thought, I've been thinking about that show lately and just thought, you know, I, I should make it a point to rewatch that, and I just kind of hadn't, you know. And then I found out that there's a podcast that's going on right now that's a rewatch podcast called Pod Meets World. That is hosted by uh, Will Friedel. Friedel? Friedel. I've been saying Friedel over the years, so I think it's Friedel. Uh, hosted by him, uh, Daniel Fischel, who, who played Topanga on the show, and uh, Ryder Strong, who of course played Sean on the show. The three of them are doing a rewatch podcast where they're watching through the show and just talking about it and talking about their experiences, both the good and the bad. I was actually surprised by how quick they got into some of the negative side of it. Uh, even though, like, it was done that way of, like, yeah, this all happened, we still gloriously loved the experience, but there were bad times as well, and that they got into that pretty quickly. And uh, they're not, they don't shy away from that, and I was actually very impressed with that, because the, you know, you listen to the office ladies, and they're just celebrating all of it. They, they you know, give a little bit of a nod to, yeah, this was a hard day, or something like that, but they're so happy and chipper talking about it. There have been times where the uh, the BMW uh, cast has been talking about the show and just kind of talking about, you know, just like, wow, that really pissed me off that day, you know? And, like, just, it, it's gotten a little bit uh, gloomy in places. But mo most of the time, they're absolutely celebrating it and having a lot of fun and laughing and, you know, it, it's, it's great and, and uplifting in that way. But they don't shy away from the dark side of it. And I found out that that podcast was happening. And I listened to the first episode where they just kind of introduced the idea, and they started having guests on that were involved with the show as well, and like William Daniels has already appeared along with his wife, and uh, they, yeah, they, 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 they hooked me. <laughs> they hooked me on the podcast real quick, because I was like, oh, it's people from a thing I love talking about that thing I love, and I, that's one of my favorite, you know, happenings in the world. So I started listening to that which made me start watching the show again. So I'm doing a deep-dive watch-through of Boy Meets World. And uh, there's some stuff that, because it was the 90s, doesn't work now. There's some stuff you wouldn't be able to get away with now. That's what happens with time. But in general, the show's still very heartwarming and very funny, and it's kind of been great to watch it again and to just kind of revel in that again, even though it's... Like, right now, I'm still in the first season, which is not my favorite, you know, sort of... That's not the peak of the show to me. It is to a lot of people. The early years are the best to a lot of people. I really liked the college era of the show. Uh, but I, uh, I, I have really been enjoying this early season. Maybe in a way I haven't before, because I've been listening to Pop Meets World. So it's weird to be doing a podcast and recommend a different podcast, but I guess I'm kind of doing that. Check out Pop Meets World if you're a Boy Meets World fan, and do yourself a favor and watch the show. If, like, if you're not like me and you don't have the DVD set, first of all, get the DVD set. Physical product rules. 
but uh, it is on Disney+, Plus, at least as of the time of recording, and you can watch it there. The episode order is not quite right on Disney+, Plus, and they point that out on the show a couple times, on Pod Meets World a couple times, but uh, in general, like, all the episodes are there, and they're all good, and uh, I, I, I don't know, man, if you miss the time in your life where the TGIF lineup mattered, and maybe you just kind of want to, you know, have some TV comfort food, watch yourself some Boy Meets World and listen to that podcast. It's a good time. It's a really good time. I've been having a great time with it. Really kind of, it's, it's been cheering me up in the middle of some very busy days, and I appreciate that very, very much. And, like, it's one of those things that, like, I started rewatching this. I've got a couple of friends who have been on me to watch stuff. A, a, a friend lent me a movie that I really need to watch. And, like, uh, friends and family members, oh, have you watched the uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power thing yet? Uh, the answer to all of that, to anything anybody's recommending me, like, the answer to that is always going to be, no, 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 uh, that, look, that's on my list, I will get to it, but you have to understand, I'm currently doing my ninth consecutive rewatch of all of M.A.S.H., and I will get to that when that is over, I have to complete watching M.A.S.H. for the ninth time first. Uh, the show, not the movie. Like, uh, that, that's, that's just how it is being Derek, so I'm watching Boy Meets World right now. I'll get to the other stuff, I will. I'm watching Boy Meets World. And uh, having a great time with it. Maybe you will too. This is a this is a pop culture podcast that should be staying a little bit more current. Recommending a show from the 1990s, uh, although also recommending a podcast. So I mean, again, it's weird to be doing a podcast recommending a different podcast, but Pod Meets World has been excellent and has been making me happy and has made me revisit something that I really love, and that's. That's kind of the great thing about these rewatch podcasts is they, they kind of drag you back to, back into something that you love and make you love it sometimes even a little bit differently because you go in knowing more, and that's that's kind of fun for me. Like, I'm the kind of guy, uh, I don't know if you can hear McGuire meowing in the background if you can, sorry. I'm the kind of guy who uh, I, I almost want to watch the DVD commentary more than I want to watch the DVD, you know? So I, I kind of love the podcast thing, and I love hearing that and then watching the episode or vice versa and just that's a lot of fun for me so that's that's been taking up a lot of my time this week i feel like i've said enough about it i feel like i can uh move on from here and start talking about some music and start talking about some other stuff so maybe let's do that but uh, i've been having a great time watching boy meets world and listening to pod meets world and i just thought i'd share it with all of you because so many of you are in the same age demographic that i am uh, based on whatever metrics I get delivered to me and the reports that I get. Uh, that seems to be the case. Although that is probably just somebody at Podbean's best guess. I don't, I, I do, I really don't know how they break this stuff down, but I think we're all of a, uh, largely comparable generation. The cats are going nuts and need additional kisses on their foreheads. so far It's so hard to be yourself When you don't know who you are I'm afraid I've lost my way Okay, we have some music that we can talk about. Uh, I have a couple of things 
sitting here in front of me. If I'm honest with you, I really just want to talk to you about Wesley Willis for like an hour. Uh, I, I've, I've only recently discovered Wesley Willis. He came to me as a breath of fresh air, like just a miracle out of the blue. Uh, if you don't know who that is, I am going to do a very insufficient job of discussing him right now. Uh, Wesley Willis is a guy who sadly is no longer with us. He passed away a few years ago. I believe he had leukemia. And, uh, uh, he's, he's a guy who wrote very rambling, very stream-of-consciousness, very confusing <laughs> songs with titles like, uh, I Whoop Batman's Ass, and, uh, 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 the, the, uh the, I don't know, stuff like that, uh, and he he just he had like a Casio keyboard from the early '90s that would play beats for him, and he would kind of talk sing over it, and like there would be extended instrumental breaks where clearly there would have been a guitar solo if he had any idea how to play a guitar solo, or indeed, that guitars existed. Uh, but it, 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 he, I don't even know that he knew that he was trying to be funny, but my God, is it brilliant. It's just this dude, this really messed up dude, who he had some uh, mental issues, he was schizophrenic, uh, but it's just this kind of messed up dude, just talking about a subject for about two minutes at a time with, like, a Casio keyboard going. That's what it is. And it's great. Uh, I was in my car. Uh, I was actually taking my team from work on a on a lunch meeting. We were, we, we were leaving a restaurant. And his song Vampire Bat came on, which is just a guy talking about having been bit by a vampire bat. It just, that's kind of his delivery. I was I was bit by a vampire bat. It and it just it, it tells the story of being bit by a vampire bat. The vampire the vampire bat bit me in my ass. It, it like that's kind of that gives you an idea of how his verses go. The chorus to that is just him going vampire bat, vampire bat. Casio keyboard going in the background. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. And it's engaging for some reason. And uh, everybody who has ever heard of him loves him. And, like, a lot of really successful people have donated time and efforts to helping make his music known and to, like, do stuff with him. Um, like, I just... Vampire Bat came on the radio on uh, our local station here, KDHX, who plays weird stuff. And that's kind of my default radio station. Came on KDHX as I was driving away from a restaurant with my team in the car, and I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but I love it. And I went home and Googled it and started just listening to his stuff. I was like, this guy's incredible. And I immediately texted a link to Vampire Bat to my brother, who did the exact same thing I did, listened to that, and then listened to everything else that he could find. Uh, and, like, as he listened to it, he texted me back and said, well, nobody else has to write songs anymore. This is the, this is as good as it's ever going to get. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Wesley Willis, I, 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 I didn't know that he was missing from my life, but I'm so glad that he came into it. Uh, I was at Euclid Records here in St. Louis, and just on a whim, 
his stuff is not out there. He has really only a handful of CDs that were actually produced, uh, but like, like produced in a way that you can could have been able to find them at one time. But he's also passed away, and he's got a bunch of stuff that was just indie done and is really hard to find. His stuff's just not out there. But I thought, I'm going to take a chance and look. And I found a Wesley Willis CD in the wild at Euclid Records. I found Feel the Power and bought it, and it's exactly what I want it to be. And uh, uh, the guy that, like, behind the counter, I was, uh, I mean, it's, by the way, it's on uh, the American label. I don't know how that happened. Same label that did the Johnny Cash series. Yeah, this album's on that label. Uh, yeah, the guy behind the counter at Euclid was surprised that there was a Wesley Willis CD, and he said, man, I saw him several years ago. And I said, oh, yeah, how was it? He was like, it was a mess. I was like, I would have been disappointed to hear otherwise. He's like, exactly. And he's like, it was a great time, but, like, I, I, nothing went right. <laughs> and, and I was so happy to hear that. And, uh, I don't know, Wesley Willis just came into my life like a bolt from the blue, and I'm, I'm so happy that he did. So, uh, that's, I, I want to talk about that forever, but I think I've talked about that enough. Uh, Google Wesley Willis, look him up. There's a Bandcamp page that has a lot of his stuff on it. A lot of his stuff's on YouTube as well. Uh, my gateway into his work was Vampire Bat. Uh, like the day before Halloween, Vampire Bat came into my life, and, uh, uh, it should probably come into yours as well. The cats are fighting in a box again. Hey guys, trying to record a show for people that, uh, are, some of them are friends of mine, a lot of them are just people I've never met. They're nice people, usually. Wanna, wanna give me a break here? Fine, just stare at me. And you, you like your asshole, good job. Uh, other music. I uh, picked up a couple of things recently that have, you know, been... I was excited to get, and uh, one of the things I was excited to get was from the Lou Reed Archive series, the very first of the Archive series, Words and Music, from May 1965. What this is, is it's a bunch of Lou's demos of the early Velvet Underground stuff. You've got, like, I'm I'm Waiting for the Man, and also stuff that from his solo career, but, like, there's I'm Waiting for the Man, there's Men of Good Fortune, Heroines on there, uh, uh, Pale Blue Eyes is on there, uh, another version of I'm Waiting for the Man? Eh, whatever, that happens. Uh, he does a, a version of Michael Rowe, The Boat Ashore. That's on here. Uh, and there's a 12-bar instrumental that ends it for some reason. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's clearly Lou with a tape recorder, just kind of getting song sketch ideas down that like, okay, I'm gonna record this, Words and music by by Lou Reed. This is for use later. Is kind of what is kind of what it is, and uh, that's always fascinating to me to hear somebody's demos, to hear somebody's early stuff. A lot of the songs that are on here that are familiar titles did not end up anything like what he demoed. They ended up very different and much better structured, if you ask me. But it's just kind of cool to hear Lou in just a moment of all right. This is I'm recording this so other people can learn it or so I don't forget it or whatever and. It's just kind of a nice little collection of Lou Reed demos. That's it's just cool to me. I don't know. I don't know how to, how else to sell that to you. It's just cool to me to hear somebody's early de demos. I love when stuff like that 
comes out, because I've got a bunch of my early demos sitting on audio tapes that maybe I'll do something with someday, I don't know. Uh, but, like, mine aren't very good, and frankly, neither are Lou's, but people want Lou's, and, uh, I want Lou's, and, you know, listening to his stuff makes me feel better about my stuff, just because, like, oh, mine's very lo-fi and very rough like that, too, and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, but I, I, I just love hearing this kind of thing. It's a really interesting listen, and it had to be called Words and Music. That had to be the title of it, because I think every song starts with Lou entering it and saying, like, uh, this is, uh, too late, Words and Music, Lou Reed, you know, and just kind of playing. Uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful in that way. For those of us who loved Lou Reed, who thought that, oh, I don't get to hear any more new Lou stuff, uh, yeah, it's, it's still the case. You're not gonna hear any new Lou stuff, he's gone. But you get to hear some of the archival stuff, they're starting to release the archival stuff, and that's exciting to me, just to hear a version of Lou that I love and have loved for a long time, but that I haven't heard yet. Thank you for punctuating that by jumping into a box, John Co. And for joining him, McGuire. <laughs> this show's a mess. Uh, Lou Reed's Words and Music. It's out there. It's a lot of fun. If you're a Lou Reed fan or a Velvet Underground fan, it's worth your time. I certainly enjoyed listening to it myself. Uh, the other music thing I want to talk about, there's actually a lot of music I want to talk about, but we're diversifying this week. We did the music catch-up last time. We're doing uh, uh, just a little bit this time. Uh, another another new release, or recent release, is the new album by Off, called Free LSD. Uh, although spelled backwards for some reason. Uh, not even spelled backwards, just the letters are in the wrong orientation for Free LSD, but that's the name of the album. Uh, Off is a band that... Jesus, guys, come on, give me a break. I'm doing a show here. Uh, Off is... Uh, I love these guys, but, you know, I love you boys. You're the best boys, but... I'm, I'm talking to people I don't know about things they may or may not care about. Boy, podcasting is weird. Off, the band Off, is a uh, kind of punk act that formed, oh, wow, probably ten years ago now, that they release stuff uh, occasionally. And um, it's always different and always weird and always, uh, you know, it's punk, but there's a lot more going on than on a lot of punk. This one, you know, Free LSD is a good name for it because it gets very kind of uh, psychedelic in places. It's punk, but it's punk with a lot of psychedelia happening as well. So it's really an interesting listen. Uh, I can't say much more about it than that. This might be the longest release they've ever done with some of the longest songs they've ever done because like their first release, I think, was done... Like, I think I was done listening to it in 20 minutes, because it was just that fast. But this one, I think I took the drive to and from work. And, it, it, you know, that that's how long it took to listen to the whole album. Either that, or I heard it twice, which is also possible. I don't know, but I feel like this one's longer than the other ones uh, have been. Largely. Uh, but really good. Good, ugly, ugly music that sounds like a fight, and has uh, psychedelia in there as well. I dig it. I don't know what else to say. I dig it. New one by Off. Check it out. Off. Free LSD. Uh, don't, uh, don't do drugs, though, kids. I guess you can smoke pot in Missouri now. They just legalized that the other day in the election. So, you know, go nuts. 
I guess, but stay off the hard stuff. Just some advice from your old Uncle Derek. I've never had LSD. I don't know what that'd do to you. Uh, free LSD. The album by Off. Good album. But if anyone offers you free LSD, uh, maybe don't take that, because there's probably stuff in it that will hurt you. I don't know. Just not a drug guy. Sure am drinking this, uh, this glass of vodka, though. Large glass of vodka. Large. Large glass of vodka. so much for listening to that episode. Uh, I want to be a little bit transparent with you right now. The majority of what you are hearing right now, what I'm recording right now, what you're hearing me say right now, is being recorded on November the 25th, Black Friday of this particular year in, in the States, the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, the rest of the episode, the majority of what you heard, was recorded on November the 9th. So there's uh, been a little bit of a delay there. Uh, I had that episode kind of ready to go, and then Kevin Conroy passed away, sadly, and I was sad about that, and I did the special upload for Kevin Conroy, and kind of got busy and didn't get back to this one, and there's been a little bit more time between episodes than I meant, but a lot of what you heard happened on November the 9th, and it is now the 25th, and it seems like the entire world has moved since then. Uh, which I guess it has, in some ways. Um, the same day that, uh, just to touch on a few things, the same day that Kevin Conroy died, we also lost the uh, comedian Gallagher, who, uh, in latter years, I had some serious disagreements with him uh, personally on on serious issues. Uh, but, you know, when I was young, him hitting stuff with a sledgehammer made me laugh, and that, you know, that means something. Uh, unfortunately, that's no longer the first thing I think of when I think of Gallagher, but I'm still sad that a funny person left this world. So that, that, that merits saying. Uh, other stuff that happened, there was an election in there that I think is finally over after <laughs> most of the recounts. Uh, there's actually probably still a race or two that's still out there. Sorry. Uh, I think something in Georgia is still happening. But I don't live in Georgia, so I, I'm not paying that much attention. Which I probably should, and someone heard me say that and is furious, but uh, come on. I live in Missouri. I, I can't change what's happening in Georgia. Um, it, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous what's happened with elections lately. I mean, since the Bush-Gore election, everything's too close to call, and you can't just declare a winner anymore, and you, you can't just... Like, an election should be one day, a few hours on one day, and it's done, and it's over, and you gotta live with it. That's, that's just how it should be, and that's not how it can be, because the world is... or the, the world, the country is so deeply divided that you have to go into the minutiae, and... It's just ridiculous. So, that happened. 
And then he who shall not be named uh, declared his uh, candidacy for the president in 2024, uh, which I really hope that very specific, unfortunate things happen to him so that that is impossible. Uh, and you can take that to mean whatever you want it to mean. Uh, you could take that to mean litigation. That's probably the way that uh, is safest for me for you to take it. But you can take it to mean whatever you want it to mean. Uh, something needs to happen there to keep him from doing that. Uh, other stuff that happened uh, to get away from that, because who wants to end on a down note? Uh, Maguire, my cat, who you heard rustling around through that entire episode, scared the hell out of me this past week because he ate something that he shouldn't have eaten that, like, I just knew, like, oh, that can be big trouble for a cat. You know, like, it was just one of those things. I dropped something, and by the time I turned around to pick it up, he had, it was in his mouth. Like, it was that fast. Uh, so he, he, uh, like, that was a worry, because I knew it was very bad, and I talked to somebody, and they said, well, watch him for, you know, if nothing happens at 24 hours, you can feel a little bit more safe. If nothing happens within 72 hours, it's probably fine. Uh, and it's been, like, that happened on Tuesday. I'm talking to you on Friday, so I think he's fine. But uh, he, he scared me quite a bit, and I've spent, like, a couple of days just worried about my boy. But it turns out that he seems to be fine, so sometimes God intervenes. Uh, God or the digestive system of a cat. The two are very similar in a lot of ways that I'm not going to get into uh, on this particular podcast. Just trust me. Just trust me that the digestive system of a cat and God are basically the same thing. That that should probably be the episode title, but I'm going with something else. Uh, so McGuire's fine. Jonko is also fine, but he he didn't eat anything that scared me that I'm aware of. Uh, he may have, who knows? But he uh, he 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 seems fine. Uh, we've also been through Thanksgiving since I recorded the bulk of this episode. It's now the day after Thanksgiving. I had a low-key one, a kind of different one. My uh, brother uh, spent time with his in-laws. You guys know Dave. He's been on the show with the Fab 15 and whatnot. Spent time with his in-laws this year. So I uh, had a smaller uh, Thanksgiving day uh, for myself. Still going to see Dave and, and, and his wife and kids. I, you know, there's nothing... There's nothing wrong there. I don't want anybody to misread anything I'm saying. Uh, the you know he just it just a change of plans. It was just a little bit different this year. Uh, so I had a little bit of a low key Thanksgiving day this year, which I, I really didn't mind to be honest with you. So you know just had a nice turkey breast and a couple of beers with my dad and 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 Susan, dad's significant other, and. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was good. And kind of hung out with Susan's dog, uh, Coco, which was, <laughs> that was kind of a, kind of an interesting thing, because Coco, uh, Coco has sometimes had a little bit of a, con uh, a, a contemptuous feeling when I've come over. She's like, who are you? Why are you here? And, you know, kind of barks at me and growls at me a little bit. She's a, a, a kind of a shih tzu. And, uh, she's, uh, uh, you know, she's been kind of grumpy a couple times when I've come over in the past. She has warmed up to me over the years, but, you know, it, it had been a while, and I, I wasn't sure how she was going to feel about me being there, as, which is fair anytime you're going somewhere where there's a, a pet, you know. Uh, but she came right over to me and sniffed me, and I've got cat smell all over me now. I smell like the boys. I smell like Jonko and Maguire. 
And I think she just recognized, oh, you like small animals. And she just, right away, just loved me. And it was kind of nice. It was kind of a nice thing that, like, oh, I, I mean, it had been better last year or two, but it just, oh, Coco didn't growl at me or bark. She just went, oh, hey, hi, new friend, or, or hi, old friend, really. And was, like, in my lap and stuff, and she was just just a sweet girl the whole night. And uh, uh, then I came home, <laughs> and I uh, took off the overshirt that I had been wearing, kind of a button-down plaid number, and tossed it on my bed. And after a half hour or so, I was like, where are the cats? You know, and I, I went back to the bedroom and looked, and the cats are just sitting on the overshirt because it smells like dog, and they're resenting it. <laughs> so they, uh, they were like, how dare you see other pets? That, uh, that's, that was kind of a fun part of my Thanksgiving, uh, was coming home to my boys and them feeling as though I'd been unfaithful. Uh, <laughs> but they're sweet boys, and they know that, uh, that they're my number one, uh, they're not even my number one and number two, they're my, they jointly are my number one. It's like 1A and 1B, but, like, they bleed into each other, kind of. Like, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a straight outline, like A and B, or a single line. Um, no metaphor is perfect. Uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving has come and gone, and we're into the Christmas season, and I'm working on my Christmas list, and I'm sure you're all working on your Christmas list if you have someone to share a list with, and, uh, uh, even if you don't, uh, maybe this is a chance to get a little love and happiness in your life, and to, to kind of, to kind of refocus and to kind of embrace the spirit of the season, which is very hard to do if you've ever had to go into any parking lot in the world during the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, well, the week before Thanksgiving, I should say, through like January 5th. Uh, it's impossible to, <laughs> to really embrace the kind of goodness that human beings can do for each other during the holiday season, because so many of them aren't doing it. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about the holidays that makes people the worst they're ever going to be, but it happens. And uh, uh, those of you who don't like the season, I, I get it, but I hope something nice happens for you. Uh, and I hope something nice happens for all of us, because frankly, I'm starting to take your side after having to go to the grocery store this past week. Uh, but yeah, Thanksgiving has come and gone. We're heading toward Christmas now. Um, this episode is a little bit short. We just, we're over the 45-minute line, but it's it's only going to be, I think it's going to be less than 50. Uh, Dave, if you're listening, please come back and do a Fab 15 episode with me. It's so much more fun when I've got someone to talk to. Uh, we'll see when that happens. Checkmates at home. Until then, you're stuck with me, and I'll try to do this a little bit more regularly. Sorry there's been some space. I've been busy with work and with other personal things. Uh, but, you know, we're here right now, we're talking, and it's good. Uh, email me with your thoughts and feelings about whatever I talked about on the show or stuff you want to hear me talk about on the show at db at com. There is uh, one more thing that is a sad thing that I still need to talk about because I would be remiss if I didn't because of the words that I'm going to say to close out this show. Uh, there have been a couple of shootings here in in the U.S., uh, mass shootings, that have been very sad. The one that uh, made my heart ache in a very specific way was the shooting at uh, Club Q. Uh, I want to 
say very clearly to my uh, LGBTQIA plus uh, brothers, sisters, and siblings, I stand with you, I support you, I will do whatever I can to make things better for you. If you have something in particular you need me to do, please tell me what it is. I wear the pride flag proudly, and uh, even though I'm I'm an ally, I, I wear the flag and talk to people about it when confronted. And uh, But I know that for me, that is uh, sometimes literally a hat that I can take off. And I know that it isn't for you. Uh, I, I, my heart aches for what you're feeling in the wake of that. And I want to say that, I want to make sure that that's clearly said. I think anybody who listens to this show knows that that's what my heart is. But, uh, just because it's known, that doesn't mean that, uh, it need, it need not be said again. So uh, in that spirit, we'll say the stuff that we always say and close out the show. Sorry to end on a little bit of a down note there, but uh, it's a down note that comes from a place of love, and everything that I say now comes from a place of love as well. Folks, please remember that COVID-19 is still out there, as are several other respiratory infections right now. Uh, Please take that seriously and protect yourself and others in the best ways that you can. One of those great ways is to get vaccinated. Uh, against everything at this point. Uh, Please continue to take that seriously. Apart from that, please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And checkmates, be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that... Check us out next time. The cats are quieter on the 25th than they were on the 9th. 